the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, your real estate insider with Dr. Chuck Fury. His mission is to make real estate easy, lucrative, and fun. Whether you're a seasoned real estate pro or just looking for a way to buy your first home, Dr. Chuck will draw on 25 years of intensive real estate experience to get the answers you need. From the simple to the complex, he'll fill you in on trade secrets the pros use to get their advantage and give you deeper insight into how real estate can help you realize your dreams. And now, here's your real estate insider, Dr. Chuck Fury. Hi, folks. Dr. Chuck here. Hope you had a great week, and it's great to be back with you to talk real estate. Uh, I'm the real estate insider at KDOW, and uh, with me, I am really happy and pleased to have my marketing director, Jason Raleigh. Jason, how you doing? Doing fantastic. How about yourself? Oh, terrific. And it's great to be here. Now, you are brand new to the microphone, I think. Uh, this is my first time on any sort of radio media. <laughs> well, well, listen to that voice. I'd, I'd say you were a pro if I didn't know better. We want to talk a little bit about um, some of the current events that have happened recently. But before that, I thought I would just let our listeners in on a little secret here, uh, if they don't know already, that uh, the... Uh, Joys of property management, as we call it, um, sometimes get overwhelming. And I was looking through the newspaper recently and online, and I found a couple of very interesting letters that uh, tenants exchange amongst themselves. When you have an apartment building, for example, and uh, you're managing it yourself or you may have an on-site manager, um, there's going to be a lot of conflicts that happen in these apartment buildings uh, that's one of the reasons we recommend uh, to do uh, some off uh, marketing or uh, let me explain that a little bit more. We like to see our clients at least consider uh, the investment possibilities of getting into properties with no management. Uh, and uh, this is why uh, this letter right here says, uh, your base speakers are amazing. Dear neighbor, your car sound system is amazing. It's so loud, the bass is so rocking that it actually shakes all the apartment buildings in the complex. Totally awesome. This is exceptionally rad when you pull up at 3.30 in the morning and wake up the entire community. That is just wickedly awesome. We're all very impressed with your super cool sound system. Don't even think about turning it down when you pull up to the buildings you share with hundreds of other people. Because we love hearing it at 3.30 a.m., your envious neighbor. <laughs> so I guess that's uh, some kind of reverse psychology uh, at play there. But you can imagine that with these kinds of things that go on in apartment buildings and the kinds of competitions that uh, uh, ensue, I mean, it's just difficult to uh, make sure that uh, you get a, a nice community of people together. That's why we've had many clients come in that have uh, rental properties, uh, sometimes they're apartments or small apartments or single-family homes, and they want to get out of that business. They want to get out of the property management business, but they don't know how because they have such a high capital gains tax that they've accrued. 
They've owned these properties 15 or 20 years. So, Jason, do you live in an apartment right now, or do you live in a house? I am currently renting a house with a few other housemates. Oh, that's great. Now, uh, do you all get along well? Uh, at times. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. But that's the nature of it. You know, uh, when you have people cohabitating either within the same dwelling or in apartments, you know, side by side and so forth, everybody's different. Um, I always tell first-time homebuyers that when you look at a property and you find your 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 best home, and it's the ideal home, the one you want to move into, stop for a moment and go to the neighbors and knock on their doors and introduce yourself and let them know who you are and find out who they are. Because it's very important um, that you check the house out and all the realtors all um, have a good sense of how to do that. You hire your home inspectors, you get your termite reports, you check that house out uh, backwards and forwards. But you don't necessarily think about the environment you're going to be living in, which is your neighborhood. So getting back to apartments, um, what we have at Stanford Property is our legacy investment program. And that's where anyone with an apartment building that's had a bad experience or with a house that they're renting, they can uh, give us a call. And Jason, what's our number? Our number is one eight 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 no taxes Well, that's an appropriate number because what our program is – we underscore the fact that we can show our clients how not to pay taxes on the sale of their investment property using a 1031 exchange or any of the other seven strategies we've developed. And uh, they can also sell their personal residence. Most people don't know this, and they can do that uh, without incurring any capital gains tax either. So when our clients come and say, we're tired of management, we're tired of tenants, we're tired of uh, dealing with uh, these loudspeakers at 3.30 a.m., we have a solution for them. We can show them how to uh, trade their property, as it's called, or exchange their property with a 1031 exchange. And that 1031 is a tax code. It's actually in the IRS tax code. They acknowledge it. Uh, they approve it as long as it's done properly. And so it's, I think, the best uh, tax-saving secret around so do you own your own home yet, Jason? I do not. You do not. Are you? Not yet. <laughs> are, you, are you planning at some point to buy? Hopefully in the near future, yes. That's great. Now, that's an interesting point. Why would you want to buy a piece of real estate? And I'm assuming it would be your home to start with, not an investment property. Right, be a primary residence. Yep, that's right. first time buying. That's right. And um, just off the top, what are your thoughts about buying a home? Uh, why would you buy rather than continue to rent? I mean, the, I think the thing that comes to most people's mind is renting. In, the, in terms of renting versus buying is you're building equity in something. That's exactly right. Renting, you're putting money into something that's going to someone else where right. you know the, the initial reaction is I can buy something, put equity into it. Hopefully, it'll appreciate over time. That's very, so, very true. Long, long-term thinking. Long-term thinking. You're absolutely right. And in this area particularly, we're privileged because appreciation rates are super high. So that's all great. Um, and you're right. Uh, as a renter, you don't get any tax benefits either, do you? Nope. I mean, no, you, not I'm aware of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You can't tell the IRS, okay, I'm going to write off X amount of my rent because, you know, I fixed something in the house. Uh, when you own your property, you certainly can do that. There's all kinds of tax benefits. Um, we call real estate the ideal investment, I-D-E-A-L as an acronym, and there's many reasons to own real estate, and Ideal kind of encapsulates about five of the top reasons. I is because it can generate income for you. 
even if you own your own personal residence, Jason, you can still rent out a portion of that residence. And you can even depreciate that portion if you want to. There's pros and cons about doing that. But it can generate income for you, and that's a really great uh, thing to have. Uh, So ideal, when you get to D, that's for depreciation. That means that even though your property is appreciating in value, the IRS is going to let you uh, take the position that your improved property, that means your building, is over time going to depreciate in value. And uh, you can write off a certain percentage of that property, that improvement value, over uh, 27 and a half years. So that's another benefit. So if you make a certain amount of money, uh, you will not pay tax on a certain portion of that because you can take your depreciation write-off. That's a great income tax benefit. So then you get to E, which is called equity buildup. And that's the ideal strategy. The E means with equity buildup, that is if you have financed your property and used leverage from the bank to finance it, you can uh, take that leveraged property and as your principal uh, is paid down, you have built equity into your property. That's called equity buildup. And that happens essentially invisibly to you. You don't recognize it every month, but... Gee, after 30 years, you suddenly look around and you own a property free and clear. And you may have bought that property for $450,000, and it may now be worth, at the end of 30 years, in this area, it could be worth a million too. And so um, that's a great benefit as well. Then we get to the A in IDEA, which stands for appreciation. And we all know in this area, we're very privileged. We know that appreciation is a real um, amazing and wonderful thing in this area. And L stands for leverage, and leverage can be used in real estate in many different ways. I just uh, gave one example with loans, but uh, your loan is leveraging your purchase of that property. So whereas you might have bought that property for $450,000, you might only have put down 45000 and financed 90% of that property, uh, and that's called leverage, and that works in your favor as long as we're in a decent economic climate. Um, now, I always ask people when they buy a principal residence, I always ask them, how long are they going to stay in their home? Because let's face it, Jason, do you have any qualms about where we are in this economy right now? Uh, Currently, not right now, but okay. every, anything can change. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, we have a solid economy. Uh, the stock market's at a time high, and we uh, had a... a an election recently. We have a new president coming. And uh, there's a lot of talk about the controversial possibilities uh, of what will happen in the economy. There was a lot of talk that uh, Mr. Trump was going to cause the stock market to have a major uh, negative impact. Uh, And for a day or two, there was a lot of qualms. But uh, that market has solidified and looks very good. I think we can also be assured that um, the real estate tax benefits will probably be preserved for the next four years, which is great for our business and it's great for our clientele because we use those tax benefits uh, to uh, great benefit. Um, So I think uh, this segment is drawing to a close here, but I think when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit more in detail about those tax benefits that we just uh, spoke about 
and how those can benefit you as someone that might buy a principal residence and how those tax benefits can also benefit someone who already has owned property for a significant period of time, whether it's their home or whether it's an investment property, and how they can benefit from that as well. So uh, why don't we take five, Jason, and uh, when we get back, we'll dive a little deeper into the tax benefits of real estate. How does that sound? Fantastic. Great. See you in five. For questions or comments about today's topic, send email to HiDrChuck at gmail.com. That's H-I-D-R-Chuck at gmail.com. Or call 1-888-NO-TAXES. Now, back to your Real Estate Insider with Dr. Chuck Fury. Hello, folks. Dr. Chuck, your Real Estate Insider, back with you for the second segment of our program today. We were just talking with Jason Raleigh, our marketing director at Stanford Property. We're trying to figure out a way that Jason can buy a 2 or $3 million property for no money down. Any ideas, Jason? Sounds too good to be true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one thing about real estate. If it sounds too good to be true, be careful. Uh, I've had a couple of really extraordinary deals that were really too good to be true along the way. Uh, they were unusual deals, but normally uh, you got to be very careful. Caveat emptor, as they say to the buyer. So we didn't get to our real estate insider question in the first segment. I'd like to talk a little bit about my experiences with teaching really young kids about investing, about real estate, and about compounding. You know, Einstein said that compounding was the eighth wonder of the world. He was not joking when he said that. And, of course, he was talking very comprehensively about the concept of compounding and of leverage. He was way out there with time and space. Um, but And I've known myself that um, if I give myself one year to learn something, I usually don't exceed my expectations. If I give myself five years and imagine what I'm going to accomplish in five years, I greatly exceed my expectations. And that's the magic of compounding is as you learn something or as you uh, invest in something, whether it's your time or your money, um, that investment, if it's focused and it's managed and it's well-defined, that uh, investment grows uh, spontaneously and exponentially. And that's what he was talking about. And so just in our little financial arena here, I've talked with kids uh, who are five, six, seven years old. I've gone into um, those classrooms and I've said, uh, you know, listen, kids, we've got a leprechaun that's going to come in here. It's going to make you guys an offer. And I want to find out what you want. And then this uh, little leper person dressed up like a, in a Halloween costume like a leprechaun comes in with a suitcase of phony uh, $1,000 bills, uh, and he comes in with uh, pennies, a whole bunch of pennies in a little knapsack. And uh, he sits down, and he asks the kids, I'm going to make a deal with you guys, and each one of you can write down what you want. I'm either going to hand you this suitcase, and in this suitcase is $100,000, a hundred of these $1,000 bills, $100,000, or I'm going to hand you a bunch of pennies. And here's how I'm going to hand you those pennies. On the first day, and this is going to be for 30 days, on the first day I'm going to give you one penny. On the second day I'm going to double that and I'll, I'll take the one back and give you two. On the third day I take two back and give you four. On the fourth day I take the four and give you eight and so forth. I'm going to do that for 30 days. And whatever, however many pennies you have on your desk at the end of day 30, you keep those pennies. And they're all smirking and... Uh, they all, of course, want that $100,000. And uh, 
when you ask them what they're going to do with it, it, it's amazing what they come up with. I mean, they're going to become president of the United States. They're going to buy their way into the office, which we won't get into right now. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that's a sore topic, I think, uh, on both sides. Uh, but um, they also want to, you know, the kids, uh, the boys want to buy, you know, the 49er team or the Raider team. The girls want to buy a mansion in Beverly Hills, you know, right next to, you know, one of the great singers. Um, and so that's uh, just fun to watch their dreams come alive. But when we actually pull out their calculators and we have them type point zero one, which is one penny, and we have that double it, they press that button 29 more times, they are amazed at what they end up. Any idea what they might end up with? That math is not going to happen in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't happen in anybody's head. I've never gotten uh, the proper response unless somebody has actually done this calculation before. But just to give you an idea, at the end of day 12, you have $20. At the end of day 18, you have $1,300, a little more than that, $1,310. At the end of day 20, you have $5,242. People get really scared. That's like two-thirds of the way in there, and they only have you know, $5,000, and they've got this suitcase of $100,000. But when that starts doubling for 10 more years, you end up with over $5.3 million. That's a big chunk of change for a little guy that's seven years old. <laughs> That's a big chunk of change for anyone. <laughs> yeah, right. So, Jason, if you had just invested your pennies wisely when you were, you know, seven years old, you'd buy that $3 million property. <laughs> if only I could go back now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all say that. But, you know, it's never too late to learn. And that's a great comment you make because that's why we're in business. We're here to educate folks, to let them know what's really possible in the world of real estate and in their financial worlds in general. Uh, they can call us anytime. How can they contact us, Jason? So you can call one eight 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 no taxes or email hi Chuck at gmail.com. That's great. And they can call with any question. They can be a first-time home buyer and ask me how they might be able to get into this marketplace. Uh, we were pioneers in the equity sharing market in Palo Alto about 30 years ago. We let uh, showed a lot of people how to uh, use their family uh, in partnership with them and get into property with no money down for them. Uh, that enabled them to buy their first property. And then four or five years later, with the great appreciation that we're experiencing in this area, they're able to then to sell that property and get into their own property with their own money. It's a great way to invest in property and buy property. We can talk to people about a 1031 exchange or uh, using Section 121 to, uh, when they sell their primary residence to put $500,000 of cash tax-free into their bank account. So uh, why don't we get into those topics a little bit, Jason? What do you think? Sounds great. Yeah. So why don't we talk about the two um, really excellent strategies for uh, saving in taxes in real estate? Uh, there's more than two. There's seven. But let's talk about the primary uh, strategy that most people know about. Section 122 in the code uh, is addressed to people who own their property and live in it in a single-family residence, and that affords them the possibility of, if they live two out of the last five years in their property, uh, they can take, if they're married, the first $500,000 they make as a profit in that property, and they can take that and put it in the bank tax-free. It's a great tax advantage. Um, and then they will pay capital gains tax on anything above that unless they know our strategies to avoid that. But let's stay with Section 121 for a second. If you're not married, that means you're a single person or unmarried person. Uh, you can uh, shelter $250,000 if you sell your property. Uh, that's still a big chunk of change that you don't have to pay capital gains tax on. It's really great that way. 
Um, now, if you uh, want advanced strategies, then you can either come to one of our seminars or you can call me uh, at 888-NO-TAXES and you can um, talk to me directly that way. Uh, now, let's talk a little bit about investment property. Um, I'm big on investment property uh, and uh, uh, because I think it affords all of these great benefits we talked about in the first segment, uh, the ideal investment, as it were. Uh, income, depreciation, equity buildup, uh, appreciation, and leverage. All of those are wonderful tax benefits and um, ownership benefits that you get from real estate. 1031 tax deferred exchange is a very interesting animal. Most people don't know the genesis of that. That uh, came into the tax code in the 20s. That's the 1920s, almost 100 years old. It's It's been preserved that long because it's a great strategy uh, frankly, the senators and um, government officials use it a lot because they have uh, investment property. They've preserved it these many years. There have been some modifications to it. Uh, there have been some enhancements to it. But uh, it actually started not with real estate. It's called like-kind exchanging, and it's a great story. Uh, the farmers uh, in the 1920s uh, were under fire because they were exchanging livestock amongst themselves. Uh, I might, Jason, if you were a farmer next to me, I might uh, exchange two pieces of cattle for um, 50 chickens because <laughs> I want to feed my family and you want to, you know, feed your family. Uh, or, you know, a couple of cows, you know, you want milk, I'll give you a couple of cows and you give me, uh, you know, um, 100 or 200 goats. Um, whatever uh, the exchange was, uh, those were going on unannounced to the IRS and unannounced to the government. Well, the IRS found out about this, and they weren't uh, pleased with it uh, because they said, you know, actually, that's uh, a taxable transfer. You know, that uh, cattle that you're exchanging has a, a market value, and the chickens have a market value, and essentially you're selling one to one party, and that party is selling you something else. So uh, they said, pony up some taxes. Well, not only farmers, but the entire country went up in arms on that one because, gee, here are the farmers uh, supplying food for us, and you know they're not making a killing financially, and they're getting penalized for that. Uh, so um, the tax code was put in that a like-kind exchange uh, could avoid taxation. So like-kind can be personal property. Most people don't understand that. They say, oh, no, it can only be real estate, and it can only be real estate for real estate. Not true. They don't understand the genesis of 1031 if they're telling you that. Um, uh, artwork can be exchanged. Pianos can be exchanged. I'm a big piano hobbyist. So it's very interesting what you can do, but you have to do it properly, and you have to do it under the codes and regulations that the IRS set out, or, and you want to talk to your tax advisor before you implement any of these strategies. But let's get into an, uh, investment real estate for a second, because investment real estate can be traded for other investment real estate. That includes bare land. If you're holding bare land for investment, you can trade an apartment building for bare land, and you can grab an apartment building in an exchange, and you can let go of your land and that is a qualified tax-deferred exchange. So there's a lot of um, variations in these exchanges. I don't have time right now to go into all of them. There's something called reverse exchanges. There's construction exchanges. They're all, uh, if done properly, they are all acceptable to the IRS, and they are tremendous ways to compound your money uh, because, as Einstein said, it's the eighth wonder of the world, and if you can compound your money um, without paying taxes, you can end up with an awful lot of money at the end of your life, which then gets a step up in basis, 
and your kids will inherit that without paying capital gains tax on it. It's a wonderful strategy. How does that sound, Jason? Sounds very, very nice. (laughs) And I'm really intent on getting you involved in these types of strategies because you're young and it'll really make a difference in the rest of your life. Unfortunately, it looks like we are out of time. Uh, Thank you for joining us, Jason. It's been a pleasure having you with us. It's been a pleasure to be here. I do want to remind people for questions, you can always call Chuck at 1-88-NO-TAXES or hi, Chuck at gmail.com. This is Dr. Chuck, your real estate insider. I'll look forward to talking to you the next time we meet in the radio or give me a call. Thanks for listening. This has been your real estate insider with Dr. Chuck Fury. It's his mission each week to make real estate easy, lucrative, and fun. If you have a specific real estate challenge or story you'd like to share with Chuck, just send an email to HiDrChuck at gmail.com. Again, that's HIDRChuck at gmail.com. Or call 1-888-NO-TAXES. That's 1-888-NO-TAXES. Be sure to listen again next week and every Saturday at 2 p.m. for deeper insight into how real estate can help you realize your dreams. Opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Stanford Property and Finance, BRE number 889106. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.